Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Hello there, Edwin. Happy Friday. <laughs> well, hello there, Andrew. Happy Friday. Let's get it started. <laughs> wow. You are... I'm rushing, aren't I? <laughs> you're, you're, you are rushing. It is hard to get you to do that, but I appreciate I, I you, you just jumping I'm, in. I'm right bringing now. the energy. Let's go, go, let's, go, let's, go, let's, go. Okay, okay, let's go. Psalm 82. Psalm 82. Here we are. You know why we're excited? Because it's excited? Friday. It's good Friday. It is Friday. We talk about Jesus on we get Friday. Find, yeah, of course, in, we've, in this one, we've been able to talk about him really all week. It was hard not to. Well, he quotes it, and he comments on it. So Don't want to fight it. About, yeah, we want to talk about what he says. But let's let's even see him, not just what he says about it, but him. I'm going to read today from the Robert Alter Translation on this one, Psalm 82, an Asaph psalm. God takes his stand in the divine assembly. In the midst of the gods, he renders judgment. How long will you judge dishonestly and show favor to the wicked? Do justice to the poor and the orphan. Vindicate the lowly and the wretched. Free the poor and the needy from the hand of the wicked. Save them. They do not know and do not grasp. In darkness they walk about. All the earth's foundations totter. As for me, I had thought you were gods, and the sons of the Most High were you all. Yet indeed, like humans, you shall die, and like one of the princes fall. Arise, O God, judge the earth, for you hold in estate all the nations. So just can I double check? Yeah. Because I'm, I'm listening to this for the first time mm-hmm. from, from the altar from your friend mm-hmm. uh, Bob there. So <laughs> My friend. As, you, as yeah, you like to I refer wish. to him when the mics aren't on. Please. Uh, <laughs> I mean, not that I'm worried that he's actually going to hear that at all, but yes, whatever. So in verse 6, how does he translate verse 6? Uh, let's see here. As for me, I had thought you were gods. I had thought you now, were Now, by the gods. way, there's a colon there. So it's, it's as for me, I had thought. You were gods, and the sons of the Most High were you all. You were? Yeah, so it's got, he, okay, he puts in a little is, bit of a past yeah. tense. I honestly don't know about that in the Hebrew itself. And then, well, how was, how was verse number one? God takes his stand in the divine assembly. In the midst of the gods, he renders judgment. Okay, all right. Yeah. That's the same, but th- that's a little different. I thought you were gods. Yeah, so the, I, I, I uh, think I remember, I think, I think that he thought, Anyway, that word there, said, thought, even in the Greek, like logos can be words that are spoken, words that are thought, that, that kind of thing. So I think he's, he's recognizing a similar vagueness about what that word means, okay. whether, it's, whether it's what's spoken or what, what he's saying in his own mind. You know, this, this mm-hmm. is the way I thought of you. This is what I declared about you. God's son's the most high, but, but you're all going to die. Yeah, but I, you weren't. I, I really think even in the context of the way we've presented this as him talking about the children of Israel, mm-hmm. it's it's God having this declaration about Israel. It's God making this promise. It's God yeah. giving this blessing. And yet, what have they done? As we saw in Psalm 81, they didn't listen. No. And so God has said, well, this thing that I've said about you, this blessing that I have pronounced over you, no, it's going to go away. You... I had said you were my children. I had said that you were you were one with me, but no, you didn't listen. So actually you're going to get judged like everybody else. Mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. like everybody else. That's uh, I think the the point there. Okay. I don't know. What are you, what are your thoughts about that? Well, I mean like like we've been contending this week. The beauty of this psalm is Jesus does speak to it in John 10 mm-hmm. and and really gives the explanation of it which, you know, for for Christians I think removes a 
lot of the ambiguity, yeah. you know, within those words. In fact, let's go back to that again, because Jesus in John chapter 10, as he talks about this very difficult statement, it is, is it not written in your law? I'm in John 10, 34. Is it not written in your law? I said, you are gods. Now he's been accused of blasphemy for making himself out to be God, right. for declaring himself God's son and therefore equal to God. Uh, so we, we've got that, that actually, so you know what, in fact, let me back up in John chapter 10. In John chapter 10 and verse 29, here's what Jesus yeah, said. My father has, who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of the father's hand. I and the father are one. Now, I want, I, I want to point something out here, because the Jews pick up stones again to stone him. Yes. And Jesus answered them and said, I've shown you many good works from the Father, for which of them are you going to stone me? And the Jews answered him, it's not for a good work that we're going to stone you, but for blasphemy, because you being man, make yourself God. Mm-hmm. I do want to point out, there are a lot of folks today that want to tell us that Jesus did not claim to be God, that that was later, you know, Paul put that on him, and sure. Christians later started saying that. Well, I just I just want to point out as John records this. Mm-hmm. Now, now some folks will. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. But, but when he says my father, he would say that the way any of us would say that. Well, that's not how the Jews took it. That is not. When he said this, the Jews said, "You're making yourself out to be God." And Jesus doesn't say, "No, no, 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 no." I just mean I'm a child of God, just like you're a child of God. I mean, just exactly the same thing. Now, that that's not what he says at all. What he does is he goes back to the psalm and he said, look, it's, is it not written in your law, I said you are gods? If he called them gods to whom the word of God came, and scripture can't be broken, do you say of him whom the Father consecrated and sent into the world, you are blaspheming because I said I am the Son of God? What an interesting thing. Here's his point. Mm-hmm. He says, if God can say you're sons of God to all of Israel, mm-hmm. what do you expect the one who is the epitome, the ultimate, the fulfillment of everything Israel, the Messiah, the son of David, the one you've been waiting for? When that guy comes into your midst, why wouldn't you expect him to say, I am the son of God? I mean, Jesus is making a straight up Messiah declaration right here. He's not saying, well, I mean, you know, anybody could say this. You could you could say this, yeah. Andrew. You could say you're the son of God. That's not what he's saying. No. He's making a declaration of I am the Messiah. He absolutely is, and he's exposing them, his detractors, his enemies, because here's the Messiah in their midst, and what are they going to do? They're going to stone him for talking like a Messiah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's incredible. And he goes on, and his next argument is, if I'm not doing the works of my father, then don't believe me. You know, honestly, look, if I'm not doing, if you look at what I'm doing Mm -hmm. and you see that it's not God's works being Mm -hmm. done, then okay, don't believe me. Don't believe me. Go ahead and stone me. But can you look at what I'm doing and say, okay, you know what? There's something more about this guy. There's something amazing. Maybe this guy really is the son of God. Not, you know, the, the, the absolute utter fulfillment of Israel, who, whom God called his son. We said that, what, Monday or Tuesday yeah. in Exodus 4.22, where God refers to Israel as his firstborn son. Well, hey, and can I keep reading here in John 10? Yeah. Because uh, in verse 40, it says, And he went away again beyond the Jordan to the place where John was baptizing at first, and there he stayed. Then many came to him and said, John performed no sign, but all the things that John spoke about this man were true, and many believed in him there. There were people believing on Jesus. 
because of these events right here. Because of the signs, because of the works he was doing. And because of the, yes, and the testimony of John that lined right up with it. Yeah. Yeah. So here he is. Jesus is making a declaration of messiahship, mm-hmm. of sonship to God, which means he's the son of David. That's going to tie into Psalm 2. That's going to tie into Psalm 110. All of these things. In fact, Jesus himself is going to use Psalm 110. We were I can't remember which day this week we talked about that, where he says, guys, whose who's son is David? Right. And whose son is the Christ? Is he son, he's, Oh, he's the son of David. Well, then why does David call him Lord? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Jesus is making a declaration of about who he is in these passages, and he's making it from the Psalms. He is Messiah, yep. son of David, son of God. And he goes back here to Psalm 82 to make this declaration. But now, when I take what Jesus says and I come back, to, you look like you want to say something. I'm well, I, I guess I was just kind of moving a little ahead. I don't know oh, if I'm okay. getting ahead right. of you, right. but yeah. I was I was just thinking, well, okay, if, if he is that, then we're learning something about the identity of God in Psalm 82, which, yes. would, which would be true of Jesus. Yes. Psalm 82 is all about how God is the judge. So what we're learning is Jesus is the judge. Yes, that's exactly uh, that's exactly where I was going. That, okay. I think you're yes, I'm with you on that one. When we when we hear what Jesus does with Psalm 82 about your sons of God, how much more does that apply to the one who is the one God has brought into the world? Right. And and again, in John 10, it's not just God's chosen, God's anointed. It is God himself. The Jews understood what that meant. They yeah. understood that Jesus was making himself out to be equal with God. Yes. They understood what that meant for him and or for what he was declaring and so now we come back to psalm 82 god is the ultimate judge Mm -hmm. and i always Mm -hmm. love this maybe i'm reading too much into it but i always love it when i see this kind of language here in psalm 82 and verse 8 what's the first what's the first word in the new king james get get back over there what's yeah psalm 82 82, verse 8 what is your arise oh god arise I, I again I might be reading way too much into that but whenever I find here in the Psalms this statement about arise God and do something mm-hmm. I can't help think about God who was in the ground mm-hmm. and he arose mm-hmm. and now he gets to do some things now he's going to do some things <laughs> arise God God arise rise up and and judge and that's exactly what we see from Jesus Jesus who made himself out to be God yes who said he is the son of God he is the messiah he is executed yes he is buried in a hole in the ground and he does arise and what does he get to do because of that he does judge. get to judge. Yeah. He absolutely gets to judge. And that is just all over the New Testament. I was thinking particularly about the gospel sermon that the Apostle Paul preached and is recorded for us in Athens uh, in Acts chapter 17. As he drew that uh, sermon to an end, he's talking about uh, resurrection even. In Acts 17 verse 30, truly these times of ignorance God overlooked, but now commands all men everywhere to repent because he has appointed on a in which he will judge the world in righteousness by the man whom he has ordained. He has given assurance of this to all by raising him from the dead. Yeah. The man who has been appointed, ordained by God for judgment upon this world is the one raised from the dead. That's Jesus Christ. So let's, Arise and judge. Yeah. So let's talk about the elephant in the room on this one. And that is, we all know that Jesus himself said, I didn't come to judge. Mm-hmm. So let me just read it. 
in John chapter 12, verse 46. Uh, let me actually back up to verse 44. Jesus cried out and said, Whoever believes in me believes not in me, but in him who sent me. And whoever sees me sees him who sent me. I have come into the world as light, so that whoever believes in me may not remain in darkness. If anyone hears my words and does not keep them, I do not judge him, for I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. The one who rejects me and does not receive my words has a judge. The word that I have spoken will judge him on the last day. For I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father who sent me has himself given me a commandment. So I know people are going to say, well, why are you calling Jesus the judge? He said that he didn't come to judge. Well, yeah, that's right. When he came into the world, he did not come to bring condemnation and judgment. He came to bring salvation, which is why he went to the cross Mm -hmm. and why he was resurrected. And why he left without condemning the world. Mm-hmm. Because his, his coming into the world at that time was not for judgment. But look, Jesus goes on and makes it very clear, but you're going to get judged. Yeah. And let me tell you what's going to judge. Right. My word is going to judge mm-hmm. you. Now, here's the really interesting thing. If I told you, hey, Andrew, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not the judge. It's just what I say is the judge. <laughs> what am I actually saying about me? <laughs> You're the judge. I'm the judge. And that's what Jesus says. So his point is not that he isn't going to judge ever. His point was why was he incarnate? Yeah. Why had he come in the flesh? His his time in the flesh back in the first century was not to bring condemnation, but to bring salvation. But there were a whole lot of people that were going to reject the salvation, which yeah. left them in judgment. It's 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 that he wears a, a few hats. <laughs> One of them is savior, but the other is judge. And so you have the opportunity to know him as savior now and through his gospel. But if we will not know him as savior, we will all know him as judge. When he returns, Second Timothy chapter four and verse one, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by His appearing and His kingdom, preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and teaching. Paul says it. This this Jesus who came into the world to save the world will return to judge the world, and that mm-hmm. time he will say. I'm here to judge the world. I came to save you, and a lot of you rejected it. And now it's time for judgment. And so Jesus Christ is the judge. The ultimate judge. This God in Psalm 82 who judges the world is ultimately Jesus. That's where we should wrap up today. That's where we're going to wrap up today. Well, we've appreciated the the study and the discussion this week from Psalm 82. Hope it's been a blessing and encouragement to you. We appreciate your feedback. Send us your emails, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. Let's pray. Our great God and Father, thank you, Lord, for today, a gift from your hand. Thank you for your word. We pray, Father, that it might train our hearts to love what you love, to despise what you despise, that we might be right in your sight. And like the psalmist, pray for your return and for your judgment. We know that it is Jesus who loved us enough to die for us, to save us. Father, who ultimately will be that authority and that judge, bringing your people and the righteous to heaven and extending condemnation upon those who spurn his gospel. We pray, Father, that we would be the people of tender hearts, sharing the good news of salvation before that day comes. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. 
check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.